Welcome to Two Guys, Three Crowns, the podcast that talks about what it's really like to live in Stockholm, Sweden. I'm Sean, and with my fellow American Rodney, we break down the good, the bad, and the just plain weird. It's quite the journey, so join us for the ride. Stockholm i mitt hjärta, låt mig besjunga dig nu. Åldrad i ungdomlig grönska, öarna stad, det du. Av städer jag känner i världen, är du den stad som fått allt. Genom en kärlek till havet, en blandning av sött. Very nicely done, sir. Now, 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 I know that my pronunciation on a couple of those things. We, we might get some comments, but <laughs> that was my that was my little opening. And Florence, we have Florence back with us. Florence, what's a welcome? Ooh. So back, welcome back. Thank you. Oh, it's so good to be back. Oh, it's like we've really come full circle. Yeah. Um, for those of you who. Florence is is a returning guest, and she originally, or the first episode that we did with with Florence was episode fifty two, and that was back in May of twenty twenty. And I I can't believe, <laughs> I mean, not, nothing much has happened since then. Um, no, no, no. But Florence, you're back, and we're going to jump around a little bit. But but first of all, when did you get back to town? Um, I got back, um, to be specific, Saturday, June 5th. It was a happy day in the afternoon around two o'clock. Yay! After wow. 379 days away from Sweden and Stockholm. Um, I, I said this before, I, I, I'm here, I come like twice a year for three months at a shot. So right. that's the longest I've been away since I started traveling here in January 2013. So it was it hurt wow hey and and 379 that's pretty specific you weren't just like well you and know a half. <laughs> exactly three wow yeah and and yeah and what a trip i mean we we kept in touch and that's one thing that i that i've actually brought up in the past is that we've kept up with with guests that we've had i mean it is it, this is like the most friends that we've ever we've ever had like via <laughs> being being here in Sweden but um you kept us kept us posted you and I kept in touch um and and what what was happening over there fill us in a little bit because you so were on the other side yeah so the way i got to the other side was so i had said before that just through like sheer luck or whatever last year i had booked my flight months before for like march mm. 12th so I came in and like everything shut, like like three days later, the world shut down, but just, I managed to come in. So when the world shut down, I was in Stockholm. I was like, okay. So, but what happened was that's, but the scary thing of course was as we remember, it seems like a million years ago, remember how all the flights just shut down, like the world just right. shut. Yeah. And so I usually stay, I mean, I stay 90 days. I can't stay longer. So, but it's like, well, if there's no flights, I'm definitely going to be staying longer. So Migrahundsverket, the immigration, Swedish immigration, yeah. they said, okay, you, 
every everybody who's in this situation, you need to apply to extend your tourist visa in case there's no flights because we we mm. can't guarantee. Yeah, sure. So yeah. I did that, and I was waiting for my result and. The thing was that I felt like, well, okay, if I can't leave, I can't leave. So that's, I was actually okay with it. (laughs) But then, but then what happened was, um, I, it was, it was like May 20th or something. I went to my post box and I had the letter and they basically like, actually you can leave. And we strongly suggest you do. So basically what happened was suddenly there were flights from um, the UK to the US and there were flights from Sweden to the UK. And they said that to me in the letter. They're like, we keep track right. of what flights are available. So they were basically like, you are welcome to leave now. So um I did. I was like, right. I got all my things together and I left. Um and so I didn't stay over, which is good. Right. Um but nonetheless it was like it was kind of you know, sudden you get the letter and you need to act. So um, I did. So then I was in the US and I was there in in the summer. And as it turns out, it was actually a good thing I was there. There had some very personal business I needed to take care of. So it's good I was there. It's weird. It turned out I was like, I'm so glad I didn't get to stay. But then I didn't need to be in the US any longer and I didn't want to be. So I thought, okay, where can I go? And there were very few countries open to American tourists then, but the UK was. The UK has never shut down. So, right. And the other thing was that, um, so I thought, well, I'll go to London. And the thing is, there are a lot of Swedes in London. In fact, you might, there might even <laughs> be some true. listeners. I mean, there's like tons. That's yeah. like there, you know, like in the US, it's kind of like, I'm going to graduate and go to Florida or go right. to like California somewhere. You know, right. I think London is yeah. that for Swedes, like this, you know. Yeah. So I went to London for five months um, and I connected with the Swedish community there. I mean, not, oh. I mean, not obviously all hundred thousand Swedes that are there. Um, <laughs> but, so, but half, but like half. But half, <laughs> yeah. Know, like half um, I feel like maybe I should, I, any, I did end up, um, so I was there for five months. I went back to the U.S. And then Sweden changed because I was allowed to be in the U.K. for up to six months. So then um, Sweden changed their rules on February 1st. And they said, OK, we have new rules now. No matter what your nationality is, if you travel from an EU country, you can come to Sweden. So I was like, oh, I need to get me to loopholes, an EU country. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But the problem was. I couldn't get to a EU country. No EU countries were taking Americans then. The whole Schengen, all Schengen countries were shut down. So the only two possibilities I had were Ireland and Croatia. Right. And Ireland, bless its heart, they never shut down either, but they did this very interesting thing where they're like, you're allowed to come in, but we are discouraging all travel. So I was like, mm. I don't, I don't want to like get to the airport and be like the... So finally, though, <laughs> right? Like, oh, you got to, because you have to go back. That's yeah. a long way. Yeah. But then finally, Croatia opened up. And I still remember where I was. I was like in New Jersey. I was eating lunch with a friend and I got a, I got an um, email and I looked and it was a, like a, an email about Croatia. And it said, it's open now. And I was like, yay. <laughs> so I went to Croatia on April 22nd. And my plan was to stay there for two weeks, you know, to show that I'd really been there and then travel right. to Sweden. But then, and thank God I found out, as it turned out, 
I needed to do have a direct flight because my plan was to fly to um, to Frankfurt and Frankfurt to Stockholm. Right. But I found out through this great website, I was uh, a Facebook group. I'm part of uh, Travel Off Path. They were like, you can't do that as an American because you can't come into Germany. You can't get in through passport control. Oh. Thank God I found out before I went to the airport. But wow. I was like, so I realized I need a direct flight from Croatia to Sweden. But it wasn't tourist season yet. So there were no direct flights. So I was, <laughs> instead of being in Croatia for two weeks, I was there for seven weeks. And then you speak fluent Croat now, I'm sure. I know. Havala, that's who you think. Thank you. That was all I got to, you know, and like ordering a coffee. That's, you know, right. they like, yeah, they have their version of Fika there. Um, so then, so I booked my direct flight. The first one was on June 5th. And so wow. that's why I came on, on June 5th. Um, so, but I had an interesting experience at passport control. So uh, wait, wait, it, it gets more interesting. It does. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> your your so I'm travel like, yeah, adventure. I'm like, I can come in and, you know, I'm, I, I had like the page memorized, like of the rules for getting into Sweden. Yeah. I knew I was, they had a list of countries. Croatia was on it. I was like, okay. So I got off the plane and there was probably like 15 of us on the plane. And, and so I get up to, passport control and I show him my passport and he's like hmm he's like American I was like yeah he said what's your reason for coming here and I was like well tourism and he said um well and he started asking me a lot of questions like have you booked a hotel room have you this have you that and I answered then he said you know what let me get my boss like that's not what you want to hear right like that's like opposite karen effect like no 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 right it's like no i I don't want to talk to your boss just stamp my passport i just want to go in and i i didn't understand (laughs) because i knew i was in my right to you know and meanwhile the other 14 people on the flight were gone and i don't know if you got well sean you've been to orlando i mean there's like there's like no flights I mean, the airport was like everything's empty. in Terminal Five right now. Everything, everything. Terminal Four is like ghost town, and so there was nobody there except for me. So I go on the little bench and I'm waiting, and I'm like, ah, and the boss came over, and he was like, "Hi." I was like, "Hi." He's like, "So what's going on?" I was like, "Well, I'm just trying to get into Sweden, and you know, I've got my <laughs> reservation." I was like, "You want to see my bank account number?" I yeah, mean, they yeah. just want to see do you have enough money. He asked me all those questions. Right. Um. And then he said to me, well, you know, if you if you came from another country like that's not in the EU, you wouldn't be able to get in right now. I was like, oh, I know that. That's why I came from Croatia. <laughs> right. Like, right. I could, do you want me to like recite the whole thing? Because I haven't exactly. memorized. Yeah. So finally, and you know, I'm a harmless middle-aged woman with white hair and pigtails. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah. and finally he said, okay. So we went back to the the, the desk and it was so interesting because the boss said to me, he said, you know what the thing is? You know what the problem is? And I was kind of like, right. no, I don't. He said, no. we don't understand why anyone's traveling now. Like, we don't understand why you want to come to Sweden. Right. And I was like, and, and the guy behind the desk was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. And I was like, I like Sweden. Yeah. And and they just said, we just, I mean, from the Swedish perspective. That's when they push a button somewhere under the desk, but like, all right, call in the cavalry. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. But also from a Swedish perspective, which I hadn't understood, I was in Croatia. It was sunny right. there. They were like, why? They literally were 
Why, why do you want to come wanna... here? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah, the deal? Yeah. yeah. And I have a friend who, um, she's an American, Trisha. Shout out to Trisha in Yatabori. Um, And she does a lot of, and she's an interpreter. So like she mm-hmm. gets calls from Orlando. And she told me, I told her about it. She said um, that she thought that um, I might actually have been like the first American to do that. What I did was legal, but maybe like no one else had done it. So right. they really were just like, oh. So my adrenaline was through the roof. But I do just want to note, though, and they were so Swedish and polite and nice because you guys know going into America, like you can't make any jokes. You can't like show any emotion. There would have been a cavity search involved. It would have been horrible. Right. I would have been back in some little room. I would still be there. Do you know what I mean? Like it's scary. And they they really like. But these guys, they practically offered me fika. Like they were like, let's talk, you know, and they were so nice. Yeah, back but, in the states, we we yeah, we would have been doing this pod under whole different circumstances. <laughs> yeah, they would have been like, "Hey, would you accept a call from Hey, it's me, Florence? Like, I'm still at the airport. I'm stuck in this little box." Right. If you have like bars, that'd be like you know, it's like yeah. Midnight Express. So that's what was really. It was so you know wow. Swedish and polite, even though they were questioning my, you know, my motives. But they let me in. It was just that they, I was like a weird ball. I think it'd be much yeah. different now. I'm just envisioning the guy c- collecting the passport. Why are you here? Oh, tourism. Yeah, but why are you here? It's like reverse tourism. Exactly. exactly. Right. I, it's fascinating. Um, those, guys, those guys are whispering. They're like, we're trying to get out of here. <laughs> you had but, sunshine but it's been down a, there. It's yeah. been a sunny summer up here. Well, this you. is true. So, and, and you arrived the day before national day i mean the and the, you know the timing of, of everything the way that all these puzzle you know puzzle pieces came together and just everything you've described and then being back in sweden the day before national day having this this amazing summer but uh man what a journey but that when we talked um florence you had said because i you had started breaking down the details of stuff. And like you said, okay, and I know I have to be here for this many days and then I can do this. And then if I fly there and then I got this underground Facebook (laughs) group, (laughs) they're going to meet me on the Norwegian border. And there's a guy with this really fast truck. No. Named Lars. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, it really was like that. Like everyone, I love that Facebook group. It was great. They really, we kept each other Right. You know, like, you know, and I wrote like, yeah, so you always like gave people updates and stuff. So, yeah, so I, I came in. And then, as we know, to update for your listeners who probably still know, I think it was July 1st that the U.S. was put on the EU's like they call it the white list. Like, mm. you know, Americans are OK now because it's the virus situation is better there. So. Um, right. And I thought about that. I thought oh, I could have waited and come in, but I didn't know that. And I just thought, let me just try this. This is you know, a legal yeah, but way I mean, to hey, hey, how boring would that story have been? It'd be like, I, know. Hey, I waited, I hopped on a plane, I got off in Orlando <laughs> and I came to, you know, I mean. Yeah, we got book material now. <laughs> now you have material. Now you got, I mean, Croatia came in the mix. <laughs> I know, right? Out of nowhere. So yeah, so yeah. it's 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 been very interesting. So, but it's been great to be back. I just got back and I just felt like, okay. Uh, landed. New Ariog Har. Um, Florence, I mean, being back in the States, because you were obviously keeping up on news all over, 
uh, but keeping an eye on what was happening over here um, and the news and, and, and things. But how was that? Uh, I mean, everything back in the States, I mean, we've been watching the news, seeing what's happening over there. And I assume that you were kind of keeping track of what was happening over here. Definitely. Um, I mean, so I was in New Jersey. I was in a little suburb right. of New Jersey called Westfield. And it, it was it was tough because so I had two longer two times in America of three months. And, you know, like my usual activities were like shut down. You know, um, yeah. I don't even know if my yoga place is still open. So there really there was hardly anything to do. I did meet friends like, um, you know, we'd meet in the park. But I must say, when I came back at the end of May from Sweden, it was like, you've been in Sweden, you know, sweet, the oh, reputation yeah, yeah. of Sweden of this just like lawless right. society of like yeah. nobody cares and you can do whatever you want. I mean, people yeah. really, when I would say, they're like, oh, where have you been? I've been to Sweden. They'd be like, oh, like that. Oh, um, yeah. But what I had to explain to people, I would say, you, you need to understand Swedes. Like for instance, they didn't shut, like my hair place, for instance, on Drottengatan. Right. There was never any shutdown, but people didn't go. Like the Swedes just didn't go. Like it was empty. Things were empty sure. because the Swedes were told to stay home and work from right. home. Like they didn't need the lockdown to, in the same way. They didn't way. need to be threatened with <laughs> Yeah. Like we have to stay yeah. away from each other. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we were doing yeah. that anyway. So uh, yeah. yeah. So people so didn't understand that. They And I would explain it to them. They'd be yeah. like, oh, interesting. Like, you know, yeah. in New Jersey, like when I went, when I got there to go into Trader Joe's, there was like a sign, the supermarket, it was like, it's the law, you have to wear a mask to get in. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to be threatened yeah. in order, like, all right, I'll wear a mask because I don't want to get arrested. So, um, right. just different right. mentalities, you know. Um, but in terms of keeping in touch, I mean, it was really interesting because I did feel very bereft because I felt like, um, I mean, I was okay. I knew, okay, so I needed to come back. I could come back. But I was like, when am I going to be back to Sweden again? Right. And that started my 379-day adventure of staying in touch with Sweden outside of Sweden. Right. But it can be done. Um, and I think, like, one of the biggest things is, like, the language. Mm -hmm. So I just had all kinds of, like things I was doing anyway, like reading and listening to podcasts, but um, I really, really tried to do it because I thought, I, I mean, I don't want to lose the level of, you know, I don't want to lose the habit of speaking Swedish and then right. come back and be like, bleh, bleh. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that was something I did. And um, I one I so I have some tips actually for your nice listeners. So one that thing you can do tips. if you're in, if you're in Facebook, it is the most amazing thing. If you put in, in Swedish, Svenska E, so Swedes in, you say like New Jersey, Croatia, right. yeah. Albania, because one point yeah. I thought I was going there. There's a group. <laughs> Swedes are everywhere and, and they have these groups. And yeah. it's really, really cool. And so when I was in Croatia, I, I wrote, I was like, okay, I'm an American. I'm visiting. I if anyone wants to take a, have a fika and, and I met yeah. this really nice Swedish couple. So they became my buddies and they were like, yeah, let's like, you know, um, so there is like the whole Swedish diaspora that's out there. Um, yeah. so that's a really good tip for people. So, um, and another thing is that, um, I, 
found out about Swaya. I count, I'm kind of like exactly. the club on Swaya. So Swaya yeah. is Swedish Women's Educational Association. Association, right. These ladies are organized. You know, Swedes are organized oh, yeah. in general, but it's like <laughs> all over the world. And so yeah. I I did like a little bit, I did something with them online and now I'm going to be going back to London. I, I'm going to actually officially join um, because they have lots of activities and yeah. things like that. Um, so that's another way. Um, and in terms of the language, um, anyone who's on Instagram, if you do like hashtag learn Swedish, study Swedish, Mm-hmm. You can't, there are so many independent Swedish teachers out there. Yeah. It's really great. And I had good fortune because I ended up when I was in London, I Googled like Swedes UK and I found it's like an online, I'll say school. It's really like three, three Swedes. It's called Swedish mm-hmm. made easy. And I just became like their biggest fan. Like they, so they have private lessons, but they also have a language cafe. That's a big thing in Sweden Hmm. every week where we have a zoom call and we talk and they have like classes, courses that you can um, do on your own. They also had the verb bootcamp. Wow. That was hardcore, but it was good. It it (laughs) coincided with the November lockdown actually in London. So I had something to do, just make lots of coffee and do, I mean, it was like four days a week. And then we met once a week and talked about Swedish verbs. It was so nerdy, but it was great. Yeah. Um, now, what, yeah. now do you, do you have, do you have some stuff going on in the wings? We know that you have two books, but do are there any other Florence books? projects kind of in the in in the works and in, in the hopper that you can share yes there are now. the hopper is full right now because okay so basically what happened was you know like i'm a writer and when i started learning swedish yeah. i thought maybe one day i can write in swedish and so but i knew that was like way far away and then yeah. um yeah. like about 2000 it was 2018 i started listening to a podcast i don't know if you guys listen to it it's called creepy podden the translation, the creepy podcast. The creepy. <laughs> I feel like I've seen it on seen Spotify it. or it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. Good. It's so yeah. good. I mean, they have. I've listened to every episode like three times. It's yeah. great. So it's like horror stories in Swedish. Some have been translated, but some like you know take place here. And so I right. really, I got like, I love that. So I started thinking, well, why don't I instead of like thinking about writing like a novel, why don't I write a short story? Try writing horror short stories. Mm. So that's what I've done. I actually have 13 horror stories. I wrote them in Swedish. One in Croatian. (laughs) 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 Throw that in there. Um, And then I thought, wouldn't it be nice if someone translated these? And I looked around and the only person was me. So I I did that. So I've, I've translated them. So... Oh. So it's like double trouble. That's double the work. Wow. I have an English version and a Swedish version. Oh, I can actually show you. I actually, this is my reader copy. It's called wow. Annika Storage Space. So that's what I'm working on now. So I'm hoping to release um, both the English and the Swedish in um, January or February. Oh, Amazing. Fantastic. How cool is that? How cool is that? Um, I, and the other- I feel- the, Florence here is one of the few people who've gotten stuff done during the lockdown. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually looking at my own desk going, well, let's see the last year I have moved my pencils from over there and put them next to the sharpener over there. 
But just so that everybody knows, those who haven't uh, listened to the earlier episode, um, Florence's books are The Grand Man and The Woman Who Went Overboard, Scandinavian thrillers. Yes, written in English. So in English, um, in English. For for now, for, for now. now, until you get I them, mean, tra- until you translate them. <laughs> well, this is a good question for you. I mean, I like, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't translate into Swedish. To translate from Swedish to one's mother tongue, yeah. that's still hard. But yeah, but I, it'd be nice if someone did that. I've, I have looked into it and asked, sent out some queries. But you, nothing's happened yet. But you never know. So you never yeah. know. Okay, anything could happen. Yeah. Now. One thing that we also uh, brought up or that we found out and discovered about you in the first original episode was Princess Torta. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering, you landed on the 5th. How long and how many days was it until you went and had your first Princess Torta Fika? Did you pull over the Orlando Express and say, (laughs) stop this right now? I must have my Princess Torta. Torta. It was like 30 minutes after I got to my hotel. So I got to my hotel probably about three o'clock in the afternoon. And I live um, like in the center, in a hotel right in the center of town. And so I'm about a 10, 15 minute walk from a legendary Swedish cafe, conditori, Vete Katten, which means the cat knows. Exactly. Yeah. We don't have to get into that, but that it's like a little thing sweet say. Um, Yeah. And that's what I did. I was just like, I went there and I was like, coffee? It's Princess Torta. And I took a picture. I put it on Instagram. Oh, my God. Um, Just, I don't know. It's just the most amazing cake, right? And and so I have to admit, I did find some sweet, uh, some Princess Torta in London. That was really great. There's a place, there's like a a, um, bakery there called Bagaria. Yeah. And Scandinavian Kitchen. Right. The Swedish church, too. Once in a while, they would have princess cake. And I'd be like, yay. But Swedish, but princess cake in Stockholm at Beta Katten, it's like the it's like the peak experience, you know? For yeah. Me. So. Yeah. I was going to say eating princess torta in the UK isn't quite the same as eating it. It's not. Here. And, you know, the flour is different and the, the milk products are different. Like, they taste different. It was still yeah. great, but it's just, yeah. So, no, it was, it kept me going. But there was nothing like yeah. the real thing. I had this real sense of like, okay, now I'm back. <laughs> now, now, now I have landed. Right. Now, did you have a chance to? I, I I'd like to get some uh, some of your tips. Now, the creepy creepy poden is mm-hmm. is one. Have you had a chance to to read any any books? Do you have any other tips that you could? Well, you know, I have to say, I actually, when I first started learning Swedish, I, I bought Pippi Longstocking by Astrid Lindgren. I thought, because I know it's easier with children's books. Sure. And so when I first started reading them, I probably knew about one word in every sentence. And so eventually I read a little bit more, but that was years ago. And so my hotel is actually across from a very tiny park called Tegnerlunden. Mm-hmm. And there's a little statue of her there. And so people, People said, oh, that's because her book, Mio Mean Mio, is set partly in Tegnerlunden. So I was like, because, you know, as Americans, we've heard of Pippi Longstocking, but Astrid Lindgren has written so many books. So many books, yeah. So I was like, it is time to read some Astrid. So I bought Mio Mean Mio, and it was like 
it was like a religious experience. It was as religious as Princess Torta. She writes so beautifully. Wow. Oh my yeah. God. And bizarrely enough, on the very first page of the book, the little boy Mio, he he gives his address. And it's the yeah. address of the hotel where I'm staying. I was like, oh, that's what? I know. I sent a text wow. to all my friends. I was like, look, a blonde Scott in 13. So I was like, it's a son from Astrid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she, she said she used to, she got the idea for the book because she was walking in Tegner Lunden and she saw this little boy sitting all by himself and he looked really sad yeah. and lonely. And then she saw him get up and come into this building. So that's why she made it his home. And she said she never saw him again. So also spooky. So I um I feel like I'm really excited. I'm excited to read her other books. Um so that's yeah. a really that's a that's a tip. I mean there's a reason why she is so beloved in Sweden. It's not just cuz right. she was this cool outspoken lady who loved kids. Her writing is it's gorgeous. Yeah. Cuz I know that Sean has been learning quite a bit from Bully Bumpa. He is <gasps> Yes. Been, yes, he, lots. He, <laughs> the real teacher. Yeah, I know like all sorts of different songs. I can tell you, I I will spare you from Rodney favorite right now. But uh, yes, <laughs> lots we, of lots of different different words and all that kind of thing from Bully Bumpa, all the Florence, good kid we, stuff. I think we started. I think it was the last episode. Um, Sean went ahead and started with actually his uh, his rendition of a Bully Bumpa song. Hey, that thing was stuck in my head for <laughs> I, like 48 hours. I, I almost had to get treatment. But Lucky uh, you, you've only heard it once. I hear yeah. it on repeat all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so, But Bomb says the bear. So Bully Bumpa, I have to say it. I have friends who have young kids, but I'm not. I'm a little right. not sure who Bully Bumpa is. That, so, is that Bully Bumpa is like um, the Swedish Barney. It's this big Aww. green anthropomorphic dragon like hideous looking thing but the kids love it oh that's so nice and then there's Bamse, we'll, right Bamse's the bear Bamse is the bear Bamse Bjarnan Bamse yeah. Bjarnan okay yeah, yeah. see there's and so that, much knowledge yeah but see Bamse that was the one that's where I got stuck because when we moved here 16 years ago you know my son Adrian was five my daughter was one so we were definitely we were in the Bamse we were the Bamse generation kind of <laughs> deal there so i'm gonna have to give some of those uh some of those i think i have like a it's not on vinyl i'm gonna have to say cd it wasn't that long ago but uh <laughs> get those get those jams going um florence we are thrilled to have you back um and we cannot wait to uh to catch up we have a long overdue fika so we will go ahead and uh, and have to do that Keep us posted on everything and let us know what's happening uh, with you. And we will go ahead and repost uh, some more information uh, via our social media so that people can go in and, and check out and follow Florence and, and, and see what's happening. Oh, that's really kind of you guys. And it's so good to be back. Like I said, it's like being full circle. And, you know, I always follow your social media and I listen yeah. to a lot of different episodes and it that also kept me in touch. I think you guys really, you know, maybe you don't realize how much you help people like connect to Sweden when they're not there. So yeah. Biggest tip is listen to this podcast. If you want to stay in touch with Sweden and Stockholm and, you know, get a sense of how things are here. So, so I'm, thank you so much for having me again. Yeah. Thank you, Florence. And, and who knows? I mean, you're a repeat guest. We've never had anybody a third time, but. Could happen. That would be fun. 
Florence, take care, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Same here. Thanks a lot. Have a great evening. All right, everyone, that'll do it for this week's episode. As always, a very special thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our Instagram for more Two Guys, Three Crowns goodness. You can also check out our YouTube channel for some behind-the-scenes action and check out our merch store on our website. You'll find all sorts of cool stuff. And then catch us back here next week for more Two Guys, Three Crowns. Three Crowns.